1025-2013. Night of the Blood Beast brings you the first creature on earth bullets cannot kill. A blood beast that makes a dead man live. Dr. Wyatt, half his head's gone. A blood beast that feasts on Earth scientists. The first satellite creature to impregnate man with its chromosomes. It's true. I can feel it inside. The first exploration into living space, exposing secrets too horrifying to reveal. You're driving down a desolate highway. You turn off onto a lonely dirt road. After a long distance, you see your destination. A one-room shack. It looks old and deserted, but from it, you hear weird sounds. Something draws you closer. Do you dare open the door and step inside? Do you dare enter the haunted shack? And now your host for a haunted shack theater, Uncle Yaya. <laughs> from outer space. Yeah, he was horrid. <laughs> yeah, this is Uncle Yaya, and you're listening to Holy Shack Theater, where we cut it right down to the bone. You know, where the meat just tastes a little bit sweeter. Yeah, usually I do two movies, but tonight we're just doing one. Figured I'd play the whole thing. It might be more fun. <laughs> Jack and Jill went up the hill, and Jill wanted to bury a bone in her box. <laughs> Jack started to dance, he dropped his pants. Hey, let's bang on the haunted jukebox. Yeah, haunted Jack Theater, where we just ain't need hell, we're neater. My little baby brother used to play down on the floor, but now he's not satisfied to do it anymore he's got a funny habit and i don't know why he walks around the ceiling now i'm stepping on the flies baby brother baby brother he learned to crawl on the kitchen wall baby brother just the other day well i bless my soul i found him swimming around in the goldfish bowl since nobody told him that he had an order, he swam around for hours with his head underwater, baby brother, baby brother, you may swim all you wish, but don't eat the fish, baby brother. Spaces I can still see your faces, baby brother. 
Walker's Pass. Area 116 or 117 on your map. How bad is he? He he bought it all the way. You're certain? No respiration, no heartbeat, no pulse. Came down pretty hard. The rocket unit's still in one piece and most of the control section. Everything else is scattered around for about half a mile. I'm terribly sorry, Julie. <laughs> I can understand how you feel. But we can't let it interfere with the work we have to do. You both knew it was a calculated risk. I'll be all right, Doctor. Well, let's get going. Yeah, before you can count from one to three, the scientists are all at the crash site. <laughs> Look at that rocket debris. <laughs> Dr. Corn was the first man to be sent up in a satellite and ejected back to Earth. You're supposed to come back alive. Let's check the rest of them. Look, Dave. Look. Don't blame yourself. The answer lies in this wreckage. Let's recheck the crash pattern. 
funny. What's that? This rip was smaller when we first got here. Would the stress of settling into the ground have widened it? How could that be? The entire hull is made of magnetic alloy. I'd like to examine the body before we bring it out. All right. Watch you don't cut yourself, Doctor. And so they find the spaceman. Only he don't look dead. He's not torn up, busted up, burnt up and red. In fact, he looks like he's sleeping. Just as quiet as could be. Instead of all shredded up, blown apart, crispy. <laughs> How long did you say he's been dead? It's been at least three hours since the crash. Over three hours, no sign of body rigidity. No skin discoloration. Temperature feels normal. No dilation whatsoever. The cause of death must be due to an internal rupture. I've never seen an internally damaged body with no sign of rigor mortis after so long. Let's get him back to the lab so we can continue the examination. So they take the dead spaceman, take him back to the lab where they can probe him and test him as he lays on the slab. <laughs> And back at the lab, weirdness is lurking. Because <laughs> none of the guys can get their radios working. <laughs> well, it's getting a little spooky and it's getting a little odd. And on top of that, this cat calls himself Goldenrod. Hello, Everglade. Hello, Everglade. This is Goldenrod. This is Goldenrod. How do you receive, or? Aren't they receiving it? That's not the question. Are we transmitting? They don't receive anything from us. They won't try and reach us until the frequency check at 9 o'clock. Yeah, they're all on their own, so they gotta survive. And the doc is looking at this dead body that's, well, still sort of alive. By all medical standards, this man is dead. No heartbeat, no respiration. And his tissues refuse to dissipate. Was it possible he could be in a, well, a kind of catatonic state? Could he still be alive? Perhaps a form of hypometabolism. That's impossible. It's hard to stop. There's no circulation. You know as well as I do that when this process stops, the brain starts to deteriorate almost at once. Within a matter of three minutes, it dies. Doctor. What is it? Not a lesion. It's more like something had been forced through the tissue into high pressure. Scary, Mary, quite contrary. How does your cemetery grow? With coffins here and tombstones there. Hey, you listen to the Haunted Shack Theater Show. There once was a Dracula vampire named Bud who robbed a blood bank well to get blood. Said with a grin as he wiped off his chin. Mm, I should have found out what type that would.
this episode's got quite a little playlist uh, taking shape. And I gotta say, hey, hey, to my good friend Kogar the Swinging Ape. <laughs> yeah, Kogar the Swinging Ape, a crazy good friend of mine from back east, if you don't know. And he gave me some tapes and some records, and I'm putting them in the Hunter jukebox just for this show. <laughs> yeah. Rockin' and rollin' and having a good time. Scary outer space monsters doing it rhyme. Haunted Shack Theater. What are we put in the red? We take it off the meter. We're burning down the house like we was a cheap plastic electric heater. <laughs> to get a record that really rocks, all I gotta do is take a bang on this here haunted jukebox. <laughs> across the room with this thing. That sounds like a magnetic disturbance. Yeah. Could be the power lines fouled up outside. What's happening in there? I don't know. Somehow we've got to get through to the Cape. Uh, five hours overdue now. I bet half the brass in the state of Florida is up in arms. I hope not. If enough people find out about this, we'll have everybody up here. Yeah, I'll check the tower. You stay here and keep trying to get through, will you? Yeah. 
all this is so weird and mysterious and crazy. Hey, I'm scratching my head, but now things just got weirder because the astronaut is alive. He ain't really dead. <laughs> Blood pressure, 120 over 80. Normal for a living man. That's impossible, Doctor. You must have made a mistake. But, Doctor, I checked it twice. Well, this man does have normal pressure. That's impossible. Take a blood sample. I'll make a radiation count. Well, the spaceman ain't dead yet. He's breathing fine. I think what's happening now is what we call it a haunted shack theater. Uh, monster time. <laughs> Golden rod to Everglade. Come in, Everglade. This is an emergency. Steve? Well, not only is our dead spaceman not dead, there's a big outer space monster going around ripping off heads. <laughs> like a bear. I came from out of the darkness and was heading for the lamp. I know I put a couple of shots in it before I went down. Wounded animal that large isn't good. How well are we armed? Well, besides these pistols, we've got a couple of rifles. I think it headed toward the back of the building. Dave, are you sure you're all right? Yeah, yeah, it just clipped me. Inside. Well, nothing ain't right. Everything's wrong. They're running the house to see what's going on. It's in the medical room. Wait a minute. Did it get to him? No. What do you think it was? Well, this didn't come off any bear. Bring the light over here, will you? Well, totally dead. Ring a ding ding. It looks like they found a piece of the thing. There <laughs> no blood. Very much like leather. So they take a piece of the alien dope and they throw it under the super high-powered atomic microscope. <laughs> Doctor! Doctor! I've never seen anything quite like it. Notice the way it's fighting the others. Seven hours and his blood is still alive. One of us will have to drive to the nearest telephone and call a cape. Every minute counts. What is it? I've seen amoebic dominance of a cell structure before, but this is completely out of proportion. Well, what are they? What do they mean? Well, normal blood has two basic cells. The red carry oxygen and the white fight infection. But this blood has three. The third cell, that big one. Well, that's completely foreign to any blood structure. If that bacterioid is contagious, then we've all been exposed. I doubt if it's communicable. We better get to the nearest town fast. I imagine that'll be Desert City. But that's over 30 miles. Isn't there anything closer? There's nothing on the map. All right, so they're trapped in a cabin way out in the woods with an outer space monster that's up to no good. <laughs> yeah, that monster's running around. It's ripping off heads. And they got the astronaut, the first man in the space, but he ain't really dead. <laughs> On a jack feeder, sucking up the junk like a bottom feeder. <laughs> We're in a magnetic force field. A what? A net of static electricity is surrounding the entire area. That's why our power's dead. Well, we're not going anywhere tonight. The truck and the Jeep are burned out electrically. What would cause a thing like that? There's a very powerful magnetic source somewhere nearby. It's reversing all positive electrical power. Well, let's take a break. It's that time of the show when I take a bang on the old Hunter jukebox and let her go. <laughs> I dig you, baby. In the dark of night, I dig you, baby, when the sun shines bright. I dig you, baby, from dusk till dawn. Now there's a hole in my front lawn. I dig you, baby, with one desire, 
And that's to make you my vampire I dig you, baby And that's the truth I brought you some wolfbane And a baby root I dig you, baby So please be mine Say you'll be Mrs. Frankenstein We'll marry, baby And find a flat A gloomy tomb With a private bat I dig your brother Who's a Harvard man Let's visit him Whenever we can We'll fly to the campus It isn't very far He isn't in a classroom They keep him in a jar I dig you, baby So don't be cruel We'll rock and roll When the moon is full But I know I can't make you swoon You dig the creature From the black lagoon So goodbye, baby Here's where we part It's like driving a stake Right through my heart Did you say steak? I'll have mine medium rare No, no It's not that kind of steak Oh, why do I always get the hungry ones? They were searching for a trace Of the thief who stole the mummy's bracelet from its case And now tonight the mummy's curse is on his Stephen head For the mummy's come to life, awakened from the dead Give me my bracelet back Stole the mummy's bracelet, gave it to his love And now tonight she wears it while the full moon's up above But as she dances in his arms, a chill is in her veins She seems to hear a ghostly voice echo this refrain The dance is over, it's time to say goodnight Her lover sees her to the door, 
she holds him very tight She whispers, please don't leave me Then upon the stairs Their blood runs cold because they see The mummy standing there Give me my bracelet back The mummy, he stretched out his hand To take the bracelet back And where his fingers touched the flesh It began to crack Then right before her lover's eyes She turned to stone At least that's what they told him When they took him to the home Sandwiches at school Or an easy lunch at home Morel meats Morel meats More meat, more taste, morale from 1959. A lot of people now say it was ahead of its time. It's a wild monster movie that you just gotta see. Directed by a guy named Bernard L. Kowalski. <laughs> it's got John Bauer and Ed Nelson, Georgina Carter, and Angela Green, and Michael Emmett, Tyler McVeigh, Ross Sterling. You know what I mean. Well, a guy named Martin Varno wrote the script for the screen. It was produced by Roger Corman and the stories from his wife, Jean. Well, let's get back to the movie. We're done with our break. Let's see what kind of mayhem this outer space monster can make. Ha, ha, ha. roaming around. Yeah, we've kicked it up a notch. Now, let's see what's going on with the guys as they're doing their midnight watch. It works fast. Let's take him down. That's so there's the monster, and then the dead body of the spaceman, and then the woman who's going to be his wife. Well, she walks in the room, and now the spaceman has come back to life. Spaceman's rubbing his head, and everyone's looking around because they thought he was dead. Help him to the table. Johnny. Johnny, you're all right. Well, Julie, I don't know. I think so. Where's Dr. Wyman? What happened? Suppose you tell us what happened. Julie, what happened to Dr. Wyman? He's dead. Why are you staring at me? You don't think that I had anything to do with it. John, we're just as confused as you are. Did you see anything? Was there anybody in the room with you and Dr. Wyman? I don't know. Last thing I remember, I was making my descent. The jets didn't take hold. When I finally released the drag chute, it didn't hold. It was too close to the ground. You crashed. We brought you here. 
You don't remember. I seem to be floating in a warm black mist. Oh, my head. My neck. Oh, no. Look at that. The same mark. Tell me what's happening. Johnny, you don't understand. We thought you were dead. Dead? What do you mean, dead? When we pulled you out of the compartment, your body had completely ceased to function. A hypometabolistic state. A type of suspended animation brought on by the contraction of the mesentery blood vessels in the pressure change of landing. That kind of terminology I'd expect it from Dr. Wyman, not from you. Well, it seemed like the natural diagnosis. From Dr. Wyman, yes. In some way, I think Dr. Wyman is influencing me. I think he may be a part of me now. I don't understand. You've got to help me! Help me! Fantastic. It's unbelievable. Things like this just don't happen. But it has happened. That's what your blood looks like now. Normal in every respect. Four hours ago, it was populated with alien amorphic cell structures. I think we should see what I look like under the fluoroscope. What are they? The amorphic cell structures have expanded to... They're using his body for a breeding ground. You're not going to harm them, are you? What do you mean? We don't even know what they are. The one thing we do know is that they're alien to the human body. Somehow they must have come down with you in the compartment. Only a few hours ago they were microscopic. We've got to do something. If you destroy them, they destroy me. You can't destroy them. But why not? That's why not. some bread and some milk by and by. Perhaps you like custard or maybe a tart. Either way, you're welcome. Before I rip out your heart. <laughs> yeah, on the Shake Theater. Lucky Finest ingredients aged for flavor. That's Lucky Lager. Flavor that's entertaining, enthusiastic, a very exciting beer. Lucky beer, premium beer, lucky premium beer.
Lucy Locket lost her pocket. Kitty Fisher found it. Nothing in it. Nothing in it. But the blood dripping all around it. <laughs> little Betty Blue lost her Halloween shoe. What shall Little Betty do? I'll give her another to match the other, and then she'll walk upon too. <laughs> Give three cheers for the greatest ward week in 90 years. When all America shops and saves at Montgomery Ward during ward week. That's our ghoulish friend Zachary. We managed to keep him out tonight, but he brought his own weather with him. Dracula sleeps in his coffin all day. When night is descending, he goes out to play. Puts on his tuxedo, fresh shirt underneath. Then he pulls out his nail file and sharpens his teeth. All right, let's get to the final act of our movie feature. And let's see what's going on with this outer space creature. <laughs> it's burned, but it got away, didn't it? I don't think it'll go very far. It's gone. It was burned pretty bad. I think we ought to track it down and make sure it's dead. No, let's wait for help. We can't possibly combat that thing by ourselves. Look, nobody's gotten to us, and no one probably will until it's destroyed. Why does it have to be killed? Why are we always so quick to destroy? It's, it's an alien. It's the first of its kind to come to the Earth. John, you know what it's done to you, breathing its young in your body. You saw what it did to Dr. Wyman. Isn't that reason enough? It has to be killed. Gosh, you don't understand. It didn't come in malice. It could have killed all of you earlier, but it was me it was after. It had to come back to me to... to nourish its young. All the more reason to destroy it. Suppose it is still alive. Bullets don't harm it. Well, fire seems to. Well, a very pistol has an engulfing flame plus a delayed explosion. That's better than a ladder. Very pistol? A flare gun. At short range, it'll chop down anything. There's some in the cabinet in the hall. I'll get them. No, Dave, you can't. Listen, you can't kill a living creature without giving it a chance to justify itself. Oh. Don't be afraid, Joey. I'm not going to hurt you. That wasn't meant for you. That was for the creature or whatever it is. Don't stare at me, Julie. I'm sorry, John. If what you say is true, and I've been dead, I don't know what this means for us, but I haven't changed in my feeling. Julie, we're all afraid of the unknown. You don't understand what's happened to me, and, and because there's an unknown being, you want to destroy it. But isn't it possible that what's taking place is for a purpose? Why not let the creature have a chance to tell us why it's here? But it broke in and attacked us. It kills after one, and it's done this to you. We had to do something. Now the others have gone to make sure it's dead. It's not dead, and they won't be able to find it. How do you know? Julie, I'm the one who's had the most contact with it. Something foreign is inside of me. Alive. If there was any cause for fear, wouldn't I know it? But I'm not afraid. This creature is intelligent. It wants something. We've got to give it a chance to communicate with us. See, the sedative didn't work. My bodily reactions aren't those of a normal person. What happened to the creature? Got away. Then it's alive. He told me it would be. Somehow he knew. He seemed so sure that it's not evil. This isn't a battle between men and a non-reasoning being. Can't you see it doesn't want to kill for the sake of killing? It could have done away with all of us earlier if it wanted to. Until we discovered its fear of fire. Listen, when you were out checking the power lines last night, all you had with you was a pistol, which you fired at it with no effect. If it had been a wild animal, it would have tried to kill you before moving on. Can you account for what happened to Dr. Wyman? No, I can't. But maybe it could if we give it a chance. Why should we give it a chance? It's already committed murder. It's done, I, I don't know what, to you, and it's attacked Donna. Look, if you were in a strange place and you were trying to communicate with the inhabitants, but every time you tried, they made a move against you, the only way to break through to them would be to take a hostage. 
Can't you see that's what it's been doing? It's been acting out of fear and self-preservation. It wants to communicate with us, but it, it doesn't know how. We've got to give it a chance. What do you have in mind? It's obvious the creature keeps coming back to me because part of it is inside of me. Why not let me lead us to it? In the daylight, in the open. If my life has been given back to me, it's for a purpose. Trust me, and we'll learn why. If the creature isn't what you believe it to be and we're forced to kill it, then we have no indication of what will happen to you. I know. That's why it's important to let the creature make itself known before we take any action. All right. But if we follow Johnny's plan, we still have to be prepared. We have no way of knowing what can happen to us out there. Remember, we've agreed to give the creature every opportunity to prove itself. In the morning, we still agree to follow Johnny's plan. We'll get an early start. By that time, maybe help will arrive. Dave and I will stand guard. The rest of you get as much sleep as you can. Will it come back here tonight? I don't know. Steve, I'm a little worried about Johnny's plan. So am I. I don't know if he's responsible for his actions. I think it might be a trap. If it is, this time we're going to be prepared. Come on. How about a Molotov cocktail? We fill it with gasoline and then use it as a hand grenade. That's a ticket. We could saturate the creature and detonate it with a very pistol. There's no way it could escape then. All right, Hammer Check Theater, it's time to take a break. Let's see what kind of mayhem the haunted jukebox can make. <laughs> isn't far away. There's some hills to the north and a cave. 
He's never been in this area before. How does he know there's a cave? It's in there. Julie, Donna, stay there. There's nothing to fear. We're not going to take any unnecessary chances. The girls will wait here. Okay, you lead the way. You're going to give it a chance. You're not going to kill it. You're not going to kill it. I brought them to you. They don't understand. I'm not sure I do. How can I help you to communicate with us? How I am able to speak by assimilation, a form of photosynthesis. I have been able to incorporate certain of Dr. Wyman's functional processes. Was Dr. Wyman's death necessary? Through his sacrifice, I can communicate, understand your reasoning, your motivations, your way of life. I will need your help. Together we must make them understand that I have not harmed you, and that we will give them a better way of life. Look! Listen! Please listen! Do not be afraid. I am not here to harm you. We're too far away. Let's move in. Do not be afraid. That's Dr. Wyman's voice. It is his voice. But how? Yes, I am using Dr. Wyman's voice. I have been able to master the use of many of his faculties. With his voice, I am able to communicate with you. You killed him! He is not dead. Not dead? He has gained something more than life as you know it. He is the first of your kind to attain immortality. Immortality? We're not interested in that kind of immortality. I know you want to destroy me, but listen. Please listen. I only want to help you. Millions of years ago, my people inhabited a planet such as yours. We discovered the ultimate power, just as you on Earth are about to do. You ready to make your move? We should have put this power to our own benefit. Instead, hatred, greed, and prejudice caused us to misuse that power. And it brought about our own destruction. Open target. Now's our chance. But you can't risk killing Johnny. No, wait. What harm is there in hearing them out? For centuries, we have been circling your Earth waiting for a means to penetrate your atmosphere. Your projectile was the first to present a means of entry. Those before were not retractable and burned as they fell back to Earth. I am the first to come to... Death and destruction? If what you say is true, what are we to expect? You need me, and I have come. Through me, we will unite our intellects within one body. It's insane. And how do you plan to do that? Already it has begun. Within the hour, the first of our new generation will be born. It's true. I can feel them inside. You're imposing your will on us. You're sacrificing our civilization for the resurrection of your own. I've been a fool. The only way you can be saved from your downfall is by our sacrifice. What you propose is dominance, not salvation. Don't be governed by fear. Go ahead and kill me. You've already said I'm dead. A dead man with a brain and a body kept alive artificially to, to feed a generation of monsters. That's, That's not true. If you don't kill me, a new civilization is inside of me. It will destroy mankind as we know it today. The future of our race is in you. You've got to kill me. We have to destroy it. John! Run! Get away from it! Oh. He will live on to become a greater being in future generations to come. Don't kill me. In destroying me, you are destroying your only hope for mankind. You've got to kill me! 
In your quest for self-destruction, you will send up more satellites. And we will be there, waiting to come again. Decision. Let's hope it was the right one. We'll probably never know. Check Theater is a Dimension Zero production.